When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that's positively putting this week and not just because we're all pussies. This week on Heart and Hand, we've actually gone to a wee bit of expense this week and we have brought in a singer of much repute. Like all the peas in the intro, it's almost Paul Potts. It's Scott Vandenacker. <coughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Warburton is magic. He's got a magic hat. Welcome and welcome to Our Hand. My name is David Riga. I am your host, and I'm joined this week firstly by Mr. Scott Vandenacker, who's only joining us for a couple of sections because he's very busy. And uh, then we will be joined by the Bell End, Cameron Bell. He'll come in and help us out with a few things. Scott, yes. How are you today? I am not bad. Tired, my friend. Tired. After some complaints about the sound last week, I'm trying a new sound setup, and anyone who records podcasts will tell you that to do so, you should try and do it in as small a space as possible. And I found that if I remove some clothes from a spare cupboard in one of the, the, the extra rooms of the mansion here, I can do that. I can limit the sound. So this week, uh, I am literally in the closet. That's well. It makes it, most people come out of the closet. You're I'm in. going in after all these years. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I bought a cashmere ranger scarf actually to go to the games this week, and uh, a guy said, "Oh yeah," a guy in FF said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I had one of them, uh, or on Twitter rather, said I had one of them. Uh, I get called a poof a lot. I said, well, that's not new for no, it's, for me and Scott at the game, you know. Uh, that, that, that. So tell us then, Scott uh, St. Mirren. St. Boo. Of course, mm. visited Ibrox and uh, were an odd game because we absolutely battered them. 
mm-hmm. it could have you know been five or six one but equally uh they might we we took to very close to the end to kill them off and of course uh, had Stephen Thompson's penalty not ended up somewhere I think in Govan Cross then it might have been a different game. But, you know, if your ma had boss, she would be, uh, well, a completely different animal. And uh, we did win the game. So what were your what were your thoughts overall? Well, first of all, well done, Special Agent Thompson. Yes. Um, uh, it's nice to see that the Celtic fans on social media took it well. Yes. Uh, no conspiracy <laughs> theories there. He deliberately uh, missed it. I like that. You can see the way he's running up that he means yeah. to miss it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Boyhood St. Marin fan. Chance to score at Ibrox, but but no. No, no. I felt like most people, there was two obvious downsides to the game. One is we do not convert enough of our chances. Yes, correct. And the second is that there's something not quite right about the centre of defence at times because the fullbacks are always up the field. Yes. So the two centre half spread apart a bit. To cover the goal left and right, yes, and right through the middle has been a problem in a few in all of our games so far. But I'm sure that's teething problems. I'm sure that uh, Mark Warburton knows to put somebody, hopefully John Eustace, um, if he signs, will be in there marking. It's no one's tracking the run at the moment, and you saw the St. Murren goal was a perfect example. Yeah. On the other hand, the approach play was fantastic, and six, seven, eight, one. Nobody could have had a complaint. I mean, genuinely, some of the play was dare I say it, scintillating. We do have a tendency at times to open up like a fat lass's fun flaps and it's as roomy and welcoming as you'd expect in there. That we have to deal with. Um, we have to start cutting the space. But as you say, in terms of the attacking play, there was a 25-minute spell in the first half where I just had this inane grin on my face. And I was going, this is magic. And I just thought we were going to clock up five or six. Now, early in the season, we couldn't keep up that intensity. But we were working the ball left to right constantly. St Mirren chasing shadows. Holt was very important in it. Yep. He's the wee guy that's always... You don't really notice what he's doing, but he's when you watch the game back, and I watched it back on Saturday, and that was fun, by the way, actually yeah. wanting to watch a game back. Uh, when I watched it back on Saturday, you noticed that he got involved and he was always, if you like, the fulcrum, the, the out ball, the guy who says, he's a really good wee player, um, obviously to get a bit of fitness. Now, um, let's, well, let's hear what the bell end thought of it. I'll speak, we'll speak to Cammy and see what his thoughts were. Joining me is Livingston's finest import. Yes, it's Cameron James Bell. David, how are you? I'm all the better for talking to you, my friend. Good. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Uh, This is the first time in, what, four years that we've come on all happy. It's, It's just, it's like, it's Christmas every morning. Tell me what you thought of the St Mirren match. Uh, it's hard to describe. Um, like a Celtic fan having his first ever fish supper. <laughs> uh, just, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's a, you know that, that kind of analogy of when your dog dies and it goes to a farm yeah. and it runs about the place. I feel like I found the farm. <laughs> and the dog is and actually I, alive. I've, I've seen, I've seen something which I, I thought I'm, you know I, I was so in love with before and it had fucked off for a while and now it's come back yeah that is a brilliant that is absolutely a brilliant description mate it is like we were told a dog had, had gone to a farm we found the farm and it is actually there um, 
the football that we're playing has its flaws. Uh, I think Scott and I had, had uh, discussed that briefly, and we are open, but I think I would rather. It's do not. You mean, like, do you mean the team or you and Scott? Yeah, well, always, but uh, it's not like we didn't concede goals before. It's, it's now that we look like scoring them and occasionally doing things that make you go, God, that was really good. See, on Friday night, it was really special, Ibrox, right? Sell out. It was a lovely night for football. I think it being a Friday night made it feel a bit special as well, you know? And Well, yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. and then you can see the effort and the, the fans are actually happy just that they're trying. It's, I mean, you're right, I agree with all your points, especially, I think it was a really good night on the Friday night, although personally, I think you could have played that game whenever and it still would have been a sellout. Um, I'll come on to that point in a wee bit, kind of later on in the pods, but uh, it's there's just this atmosphere and it's tangible. Yeah. And that, for me, is exactly what's been happening. And it's, I know we've spoken about it in the pod before, but there was always this peripheral of the fan base who... You know, people were really pissed off, people were really passionate, people were really despondent, and now it's kind of gone full tilt into the other direction where in actual fact people are really happy. It's like as if you can, you look, unbelievably, you look forward to going to the game. Yeah, that totally. That that was you know the I mean? thing, yeah. See, leaving the Peterhead game on the Sunday, I couldn't wait, couldn't wait for Friday night to come round, and it's been a long time since I felt... It wasn't a chore. It, it, I really looked forward to it. And I, I said to my dad, if we can get an early goal here, this place will be fantastic. And for half an hour, the football we played was sensational. Thought we maybe kind of dropped off... It was a horrible goal to give away, right? I mean, it just was just... You could see from up in the stands, it's like there's one pass he could make, he made it and he scored, but... Second half they recovered. We had to fight. Yeah, we got a bit of luck with a penalty, but I think we'd we'd earned that luck. Uh, yeah, so a really sloppy goal to lose. I think that that's definitely going to have to be a point of focus going further forward. Um, but all round, just just great play. I thought it was really uh, a really great game to watch as well. Who of the new players do you like the look of? Because I know you you do a bit of scouting. Who who are the guys that instantly have kind of stood out and you've went, yeah, for the player. It's- so it's kind of tough to pick one because we were actually talking about this after the game. Uh, I like Tavernier. I think he looks good defensively. There's a bit of work to be done. Yeah, good point. Um, Wycon looks really positive going forward. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think Wycon for me probably is probably the one that I like. I like the most in terms of what I'm seeing at the moment because um, if you actually watch the game back from Friday night. Uh, he actually does quite well in a variety of offensive positions yeah. because he started to drop back quite a bit when he had to and he did quite a bit of work when we were when we were defending uh, but we penetrated well when he was kind of moving forward he was always an option but when Clark came on and he had to kind of come more out to the right hand side I felt like you say he did really well there as well so he's quite I think he's quite versatile in, in, in terms of what you're trying to get from him you know Cammy, one thing I want to talk to you about is the press thing that's been going on. There was obviously a big fuss a week or so ago. Rangers decided that they would, not ban as has been reported, but would draw the press privileges, which is basically the free tickets and the, you know, the finger food, from two journalists, not organisations, but journalists, Chris McLaughlin of BBC and our old friend Graham Spears. Uh, 
some people have said this is an assault on free speech, all the rest of it. Other people have rightly pointed out, my opinion rightly pointed out, that if you are continually failing to uphold the basic principles of fair journalism, then why should the club continue to treat you like they would any fair journalist? What's your thoughts on it? I think if you're going to, to print lies, I think if you're going to print absolute nonsense and uh, material based on nothing but your own imagination... There has to be a cost against that. There has to be a degree of accountability. If their editorial teams won't do that, then I'm, I'm wholly pleased that Rangers have decided to make a stand against it. I think for me the Chris McLaughlin one's interesting because you can talk about Chris McLaughlin being used as a media house puppet, which a lot of people have spoken about. To be fair, that's his call. If he wants to, do, if he's told something by the club and he reports it, then that's fair enough. I understand that. We might not have liked who the club were at that time. Um, but they could speak as the club, unfortunately, but luckily we've managed to drive them out. It's not that. I think that when you continually look for a slant on a story, as he does, then you're not reporting you know, his true facts. The whole thing about Rangers beat Hibs 6-2, what's the lead story in the BBC News? Three fans arrested for alleged sectarian singing. That That's an agenda. Because of course, of course yeah. and it's and it's it's transparent as well. Yeah, it's going out of your way to fight, and it's so pathetic. If you bring three hundred, you've got a story. If it even be thirty, you've got a story. But three, let's face it, three drunk assholes. You know, it, it's not a story. It's you deciding that you can't just report on the game. You have to report the negative aspect of it. Then that's absolutely fine, and we can do that. But if you are using this this really important subject and using it as something to beat someone with, it makes me think you're not serious about ending it, and it makes me think that you're then prepared to use it just to further your own negative agenda. And that's what I think that that was the case in this instance, and other people can disagree, but it should be pointed that the BBC aren't banned. They're choosing not to cover us in a bizarre way by covering us, but um, BBC can send anyone else they like, they just can't send him. Yeah, so so it's effectively an access right. I do the same thing uh, via my, my my job as well. Where um, effectively, if you don't have clearance, it's it's pre it's pre cleared and, and pre vetted by the by the host club, if you will. And effectively, it does come down to if your name's in the list, you're not getting in. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's nothing to do with the association you represent. However, what I would say, and it kind of comes back to your point, there's two things. The first one is that that we all know that for a very long time, uh, our friend Graham has moved away from sports commentary and moved into social commentary. Yeah, okay? true. So he, he, he's not... he's not. I, I've never really credited him, by and large, as, as, as being a wealth of sport knowledge. However, when it comes to matters about society in general, Graham feels the need to, to, to have his input wherever he can. The second thing to this is that I often feel that, you know, there is a very difficult time for journalists in this age of 24-hour, you know, news. It's rolling, it's constant that um, they've got to get something out. They've got that kind of demand on them. But that doesn't allow you just to simply allow your agenda to suit an empty website. Yeah. And that and that's that's punishing for people who are your 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 readers in terms of your, your you know your your kind of your print media base for example. So there'll be Celtic fans who'll buy the Daily Record for for the the, 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 the laughs that the, the print will have against Rangers. So you know that. But then look at the McCoy's article that came out on the day of the St. Mirren game. That's not an accident. No. And it's a non-story. By and large, it's a non-story. So if you, you strip away a lot of the kind of external nonsense, 
the real crux of that matter is, is completely nonsensical. So that's front page headline news in Scotland. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that just putting Rangers or Celtic on anything will sell stories. I know that. Um, but it's the way that they do it. And I think that with Rangers, it's become so transparent that we've got to find a negative one that, that they'll do that. I have more of a problem with the BBC because you do have the right, I've always said this, you don't have to buy a paper, you don't have to choose to listen to Radio Clyde. If Radio Clyde are run you know, by Tim's, for Tim's, and that's fair enough. right? They don't hide it. If you choose to listen to it, that's your decision. You don't fund it. The BBC, you do. And I think we've all got a right to expect a parity of esteem as the phrase goes uh, and I think you've all got the right to expect to be treated in the same way and Rangers clearly aren't there's no other club in the world three arrests for a, a very basic breach of the peace you know would would make the front story so uh, it's, it's utter nonsense it really is and, and I just think that, that McLaughlin has no one to blame but himself No he doesn't and I think yeah no listen your, your point's completely correct I'm not disagreeing with any of it um, I just feel that if that's what you if that's what you want to talk about, that's great. But don't call yourself a sports or a football writer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if that's what you're going looking for, then don't call yourself a sports journalist. And you, you, the fact is, is you're doing people out of genuine match reports. You're not doing your job, basically. No, and, um, and bizarrely, if that is what you want to talk about, and you want to talk about race or behaviours at games or whatever, the place where you'll see the least amount of antisocial behaviour is actually within the ground. So if you're banned from it and you can't attend it, fantastic, because then you can go around all the pubs around the stadium and you can go around the places looking for guys having square goals in the middle of the street because you and I both know as kind of guys who go to matches on a regular basis, it, it, it's, it's a really, really rare occurrence. Yeah, yeah, well, the safest place to be in Glasgow in a, an old fun game was always at the game. Aye, of course it was. You know, but, but nowhere near. So yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's just him. We all know what happened, and this is this is one of the things I hate about the BBC Cami is that the the way they try and pretend. See if they were just honest about it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with it, but I wouldn't have such a problem. But see this. No, he didn't do that. Listen, Stevie Wonder can see that he went six two. I've got to say something nice about the Huns. Oh, were any of them lifted? I three. Yes, you know, and and that was it. Uh, that that was the thought process, and someone like that, I'm sorry, no great loss to 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 the you know, visit. Wasn't the first time he was told incidentally. He knew what was coming, and uh, yeah, uh, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. listen, I mean, Alex Ferguson waged his war against the BBC for long enough. I only hope that in this instance, that that firstly we we, we flesh out against McLaughlin himself. As you're right to say, it's not about his employer; it's about him specifically. So I hope we I hope we last that out. I hope that you know, as I say, he doesn't start writing appeasement articles based against this as well. And all of a sudden, he's allowed to kind of back in. We should give it at least six to twelve months if it's not permanent. And at that stage, allow him the opportunity to come back in. If he if he does the same thing again, then um, out the door he goes permanent. Yeah. Also, he fails my would you let him babysit test. So yeah, I agree. Well, excuse <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a template against which you wouldn't allow people to babysit. No, Craig Levine. Uh, Stevie Fulton Stevie Fulton's just ugly I don't think he's evil Do you want him around a six month old child to scar them mentally No you, you, you've got well it didn't do the Goonies any harm and he looks remarkably like that lad Indeed indeed, and his twin brother Ian Dowie Exactly Cameron it's been a pleasure as always we will be getting you on regularly throughout the season so thank you very much Thanks David good to speak to you Take care bud
I would say interesting as always, but that's a lie. Yeah, it's cammy, isn't it? Well, it's just, you know, we, we have the boy Telfer on some weeks, and then, you know, when he can't do it, we've got cammy. It's a bit of a difference there, isn't it's it? It's kind of like when you have to take off one of the, the front players, you have to take off little Waghorn, and you look around and you see Nicky Clark on the bench. Yeah. That's a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh on Nicky Clark. On Nicky Clark. No, um, all joking aside, interesting points as usual from Cammy. Now, we have signed, uh, as mentioned there, the two boys from Spurs on loan for a season, uh, Dominic Ball and the lad Udua. One a centre-half, one a striker. What are your thoughts on that, Scorch? Well, I just had a quick look, actually, before you escaped me. Yes. And Dominic Ball is 20. Centre-half, apparently he's a physical... A big unit, yeah. and he spent January to May at Cambridge United. Okay. Nathan Adu is nineteen, left-sided attacker, stroke attacking midfielder, left-footed, and he was on loan from January to May at Luton Town. Okay. So I would urge all of our listeners to maybe Google Cambridge United or Luton Town fan boards. You might get more info there, bit more feedback about what their fans thought. But it looks like these players are being progressed by Spurs. You know, there's the six-month loan. And now the full season at a much bigger club. And it, so I think that's positive. Also, apparently, Adewu was playing well for them pre-season. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he was standing out in a few of the games he played. And the development game against us, I believe he scored twice, I think maybe. So, yeah, I mean, it can only be positive. More competition for places. John Eustace, apparently, is almost, the legendary John Eustace is almost fit. Yes. So they say. Um, and so the 53-year-old John Eustace... May be able to join our sort of midfield, so yeah, competition for places never a bad thing. No, um, I, I don't know anything about these two these two guys. Spurs, they could be good, they could be awful. You, you never know, but uh, it is good to have options. Uh, hopefully, if I do as a striker, then he's a guy who who can finish because you know we're not having much problem making. I think sixty odd chances in the three games we've created. The Scott Allen saga rumbles on ever more hilariously. Um, Alan Stubbs at the weekend said uh, after they lost to Dumbarton I'm not going to let him use that as an excuse um, which I believe was his way of saying that was why we got beat it's not my fault now yeah. call me a hideous old fool if you must Scott right yes but, a hideous old fool well thank you but I don't think you lose football matches because a club put in a bid for one of your players and if you have created an environment that's such that everyone's so up in arms that you, you you can't concentrate on what you're paid to do because someone during the transfer window has put a bid in for one of your players, then you're a twat. Yes, although he did play for Celtic. What is it they do to that club? Because they surely are a scouse, right? But surely people in England don't grow up like that. No. But then they get in, you know, six months apart. You do know that Alan Stubbs is just running around Hibs training ground going, Do you know what he's trying to buy our kid? They're trying to sign our player deliberately. They're trying to buy that player for their club. And all the rest of the players are like, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that, that's, that's what, um, what happens. Do you know what I would hate, I would hate if history and actual facts and things that happened yeah. showed that over time Alan Stubbs had worked his ticket at every single club he was at. Yeah, that's true. And try to get his deal early to well, join someone else. Well, no, 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 no. Because when Alan Stubbs was at Bolton, right, and Bolton were facing relegation, Alan Stubbs 
Uh, hang, hang on, he agitated for a move. Okay, but when he was a Celtic, when he was a Celtic, yeah. uh, yeah. and, and Everton came in for him to repay Celtic for standing through him through his illness, he, what, 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 okay. Right. Yes, yeah, maybe not the best example. No, probably not. I would, I think Alan should shut his big whining, scousy Brookside mouth. I think so too. I mean, with, with no disrespect meant to any scousers out there, um, well, well, within reason, but, it's you not. Know, the, I say one thing to you, David. Can I stop you there? They do do, don't they? Do they do? And it, it's not the most. You rarely see or hear scouse porn stars for a reason. It is not the language of love, right? No. Um, it's very rare. If you can imagine some of your favourite movies, right? For example, if Robert De Niro was to look into the mirror and go, "You look at me like," it wouldn't have worked. Right? No. It's not an accent that lends itself to, oh, my life, I wanted to be a gangster. You don't watch the rest of Goodfellas if that happens. No. Right? Make the force be with you, lah. Look, it's just not going to happen. So Stubbs should just try and calm down, stop squeaking, and maybe try and win some football matches with the players that he's got, including Scott Allen, incidentally. And if he's any time at all, he can grow a moustache, so that when he says, calm down, he will be even more archetypical. Yeah, I would uh, I would put a bid in for Scott Allen every 20 minutes going up by a pound if it was well, me. We're playing, them, uh, we're playing them a week on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I would certainly put a bid in on Saturday. <laughs> don't do it. Um, and tap him up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I that... Scott, right. Scott, with all due respect, I think that ship may have sailed. Yeah, well, yeah. No, but see, so everybody's having a club dinner on the Saturday. Yes. His phone buzzes and actually says Rangers FC. <laughs> I would phone him during the, the, the meal, the team meal. Yeah, uh, two hundred seventy-five thousand and a quid. Yes, or ask or phone Stubbsy and say, "Could you pass him on to Scott, please?" <laughs> um, this is Rangers. Could you put Scott on the phone? Something like that would be ideal. Did before. Yeah, that that would be good. Okay, right. Well, it's almost like it's a shortened one this week because Mister Van Den Acker, uh, as I say, uh, can only stay with us briefly this week, and uh, not the first time that uh, the length of Scott's performance has been a disappointment to those closest to him. But not uh, to me. No, not to you. But uh, it's time for a season kicking off Sporting Integrity Award. The Sporting Integrity Award is when we look round the world of Scottish football, and we used to say that we looked round at for examples of Sporting Integrity, you know what it is by now, but I've kind kind of come to discover the last few years that it's just when we look round the world of Scottish football. There's just examples of that, you know, like trying to buy a player during the transfer window is immoral, and it's then you begin to realise that we're through the looking glass up here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, All the stuff that you talk about in this seems weird because it comes from other countries. If it happened in Scotland, you just go, hmm. Yeah, that could be right. Um, so I'm going to start, though, first with an apophical tale, something to watch out for in the future, David, and maybe a little lesson for us of what could have happened, right? Seems fair. We spent four years roundly destroying most of our players, didn't we? Correctly. This pod is not a happy place. They deserved it, yeah. Oh, I have to stop you there. You keep saying four years, right? You did this yeah. on, on the first pod last week. Yeah. This is actually our sixth season. We've been going for five years. I know, but we liked the first couple a bit, didn't we? Oh, yeah, that's true. We won. Well, the first one. The first one we were quite good. first one we won the League and the League Cup. Exactly. After so, that, tits up and, and yeah. don't stop to feed the horses. We roundly abused our players, but it's just a pretty good job that it wasn't Rangers FC 
of Azerbaijan. Okay, there's a Rangers FC of Azerbaijan. No, all right, that would have been cool. Was. See, it would, would be cool if there was. It yeah. would have been, but you right. I understand, Scott, that that you know you're, you're pressed for time stuff, but you've really got to see how you're going to structure these sentences because you gave me and I dare say all the listeners the impression there. You said Rangers FC of Azerbaijan. Okay, right. Imagine David going back in time two minutes to when I said the thing that was wrong. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Imagine that we were FK Tractor of Azerbaijan. Okay, right. Okay. Um, not Rangers, br- close brackets, right? Okay. And we criticised a player. Like, for example, had we been pod sort of overlord uh, Rasim Aliyev, okay? Yes. Who was a journalist. And he wrote on Facebook that a popular local footballer, quite a well-known local footballer, Javid Hasinov, should be banned from European football for waving a Turkish flag at a visiting Cypriot team. Oh. Greek Cypriot team, okay? okay? So he basically went in public. He's a, famous, he's a well-known journalist, and he said, this guy's a total fool. He actually said he's um, immoral, ill-bred, and an embarrassment to our country. He then got a Facebook message from someone saying that he was a fr- relative of the player in question. Could he meet up to chat? Okay. <laughs> he turned up, and he got beaten to death. <laughs> Fucking hell. Don't we? Yes. Right, I, I withdraw my previous gig. No, no, but he, no, he got beaten to death. Turns out it was uh, Mr. Husseinov, the player's cousin. Okay. And... Some of his pals had organised a punishment beating for this journalist simply for slagging his brother, the famous footballer, off. Wow. No. It's a wild, it's the wildest out there, David. It is, it is. I'm not saying everywhere's like Azerbaijan, but it's a good job that Big Lee, Blackie, <laughs> and the lads didn't treat heart, heart and hand the pod in the same way, isn't it? Do you know, looking back, right, I mean, was Ian Black really so bad? Yeah, Big Lee. Big, big, big Lee, the freak. Oh, we had a laugh, didn't we? We had a laugh, didn't we? So if you're listening, guys, and you've got a group of friends ready to minister punishment beating, it was that other pod, it was the Copeland Road. Yeah, or yeah, that American you? guy. They did it. Yeah. We loved you. We were just, we were, oh, you guys are great. You're awesome. Right? Awesome. Okay, David, the America, the US of the A. Soccer. United States. You love America, don't you? I do like America, yes. You do. And you know, soccer's taken off there in a big way, isn't it? It is, yes. Soccer ball. And they've imported... Of course, it's an imported game. That's why they're resistant to some sports, because they don't like imported sports. And what have they imported, David? The whole shebang. Nets, goals, offside rules, players even. Yeah. Mike Phillips, entire family. Do you know, it's like a massive game of Sabutio, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. But do you know what else they've imported now? The English disease. <gasps> the soccer hooliganism. My goodness. Yes, there's a New York derby match at the weekend right. between, New Red, between New York Red Bulls and franchise club New York City FC. Yeah. Okay. They're, um, they're all franchise clubs, but okay. Um, they're all franchise clubs, and um, there was it kicked off right. What was more bizarre though about the fight? And you can see it on YouTube, and they throw dustbins at each other and rubbish bags and sandwich boards. Do the bizarre thing. Not only are they importing the violence from the UK yeah. in the eighties, literally the language you can hear them audibly shouting. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Each other, right? <laughs> so, the, the thing is, is like New York City formed like this season. I know this bitter enmity going <laughs> up over a week and a half. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, it, even even us and our, our separated brethren, at least you know it took a while to come to yeah, and, yeah. and there were centuries of it. Not just like. Uh, would you like New York Red Bulls? Oh, see, I was going to go and see New York City because uh, Frank Lampard fucking outside. Come on. Did you want to fight? Aye, we're going to fight about it. I think it's easy to say New York ain't big enough for two clubs, but it is. It's massive, massive yeah. Exactly. Even 40 clubs. 
10 million people live there. And I think they've both got an average attendance of about 12,000 so far. It's not exactly, you know. Oh, that, that, that's awesome. But, uh, Who are you? Who are you? And finally, I'll leave you with... Have you ever wondered, David, now at this time of year with the transfer window? Yes. Have you ever wondered the thought process between a player and his agent? I have, yeah. I mean, I imagine the myriad things that must go through the mind. Yeah, the here's what I'm looking for, yeah. Here's the, the, the finances I'm after. Here's who I want you to talk to. Here's the type of manager I want to go to, the type of football I want to play. How I see my career develop. Yeah, all those long-length conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And Barcelona's Ivan Rakitic yes. explained recently how, why he joined Seville, what that was about, joining yes. Sevilla in 2011. Yeah. It was 27th of January. There were still four days of the transfer window left. With lots of calls, lots of movement, another team phoned. They were prepared to lay on a private jet for me to go and sign for them. I said to my brother, no, I've given my word to Seville's president and I'm going to marry that hot waitress we saw the other day. <laughs> Did he? Yes. Oh, awesome. It's his wife to be. That was his thought process. Hey, listen, he sounds mad to some player as well. Did oh, you catch really the uh, Barcelona versus yeah, oh. Seville? Oh, for Jesus. The technical quality was high. The defending, however, was Mark Warburton-esque. So basically, we are the new Barcelona. Yeah, wait, absolutely. You know, uh, I, it was a it was a corking good game of football, and uh, it does make you when we look back to the Halcyon days. You're like, oh, I remember you two teams you know, hitting it long. Actually, this was last season. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember grinding at one one against a part time team? Yeah. 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 Before I let you go, Scott, I do. Ha- the winner this week is going to certainly have to be the 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 chap, the uh, rather over enthusiastic defence of his uh, of, yes. of his brothers or his cousins' footballing honour. He he wins it because well, he's a murderer and he's hard. Yeah, and if he hears about the pod, he'll come. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll try and fend him off with that. But I do want to the the story that rocked football. Jose Mourinho has banned the very hot Chelsea doctor from being on the bench from now on because she wouldn't cheat. Yeah, because uh, no, because Eden Hazard was cheating and she didn't realise that he was cheating and she should have known. Uh, yeah. yeah, and what she did, she followed her. Yeah, she followed her Hippocratic oath. Uh, and, and the General Medical Council guidelines and did, you know, a doctoring job. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, he's throwing a big, you know, yeah. Tammy Blobhoff. Apparently she should have known. Yeah, that he was, was cheating. Yeah, exactly. I love Mourinho, as you know, right? But mm-hmm. he is turning into just this, you know, bitter, strangely bitter old guy. And I don't know if it's it's because he knows that He's at Chelsea and he doesn't really want to be. He'd like to coach somewhere else, but there's not very many places left for him to go. Nope. He's, he's kind of run out of, of clubs. Yeah. And of, also... Of the right stature. He is a bit older, and I think a lot of people, first time around, and when he was going through the intern, then he was quite charming and it was funny, and people were like, you know, what his press conferences, you know, they had more attendances than, than most people's. A lot of journalists turning up. Now, a lot of it seems like a lot of wank. Yeah. It does. You know, I, I think he just think I've been here, I've done it, I'll do it for another couple of years, but I what I'd rather be somewhere that else. You, that book you tipped me off about that we both read. Yeah, the special one. About Real Madrid. Yeah. See when that started going wrong in the last year or so? Yeah. I think that he's poisoned the well. He's not been the same. Yeah, he's not. Still a great coach, as, as you can tell, yeah. but um, I just don't think he's, he's not got the spark. I used to think a lot of it was piss-taking and he had the tongue firmly in the cheek, but now I think it's just... 
negative yeah. which is a shame anyway what isn't a shame is the fact that we're coming to the end of this pod I'm sure people will be relieved to hear that all that remains for me to do is to thank our executive producer in London Mr Mike Lee Mr Paul Miles our sound engineer Mr uh, Charlie Ashworth and to tell you that you yes you can get in touch with us at Heart and Hand Facebook page follow me on Twitter at ibroxrocks follow Scott at, at Scott Heart and Hand and you can also email us at ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk Scott thank you very much much for joining us my friend it was actually a pleasure really really enjoyed myself tonight and uh, we I shall... was masturbating at the same time that's why but that's really... uh, because you're out of the closet now uh, and you're in it and uh, you're talking to a hot man you're allowed to have a a, a shame fueled masturbation session well of course as you as people don't know this maybe but when I'm looking at Skype now I can see your one eye looking at me oh, yeah, is it winking Literally. No, it's a picture of David, but he's only showing one eye. I once uh, did a competition, I think I mentioned this pod before, but hey, we've been recycling stories for years, so I'll just do this now. Uh, we had a competition with some friends to see what was the rudest thing we could get fountains to print on, you know, one of the chocolate hearts things, yes. uh, one Valentine's Day. And they wouldn't do Mr. Winking Brown Eye. But, a surprise. But they would do Your Mouth Is My Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, you know... But they see romance is dead. Yeah, but, but who sets these arbitrary standards? Yes. You know, it's like, why is that unacceptable? Anyway, on that bombshell, my name's David Edgar, I'm your host, and I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers, bye. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.